Welcome back to another episode of Thorn's Jungle. Take a step into my jungle. It's full of nasty critters and adventure. There's lots of adventure. Hope everyone's had a good week. Um, feels like I only just did an episode because I was late last week. I did one on Friday and what it's... Oh, wait, is it? It's Wednesday today, right? Wednesday, yeah, it is Wednesday today. Okay, so it's been a been a few days. Um, now I wanted to do a new thing for this uh, podcast where people send me voice messages of anything to do with animals. It can be a cool animal story they uh, they encountered or witnessed or heard. Uh, it can be a question regarding animals um, or just a cool topic that they want me to elaborate on. So what I did is I put out some feelers on Instagram and Facebook asking people to email me in some voice recordings because I will play the voice recordings and then I'll sort of answer uh, whatever questions or talk about any topics they suggest. So I did that last night so it was up for a good few hours. Now I got quite a few emails um, and messages, but I only got one voice recording from an Instagram message, which you can do do as well. You don't have to email me a voice recording. You can do it over um, direct message on Instagram. You can do voice recordings, and I'll just screen record it and extract the audio. Um, I got quite a lot of emails with questions and things like that. So today I'm just going to do the voice ones and then in next week's episode and stuff like that, I'll get through the written ones as well. So they're fine. You can keep sending them as well. Send me audio, send me any, you can type stuff, cool cool animal things or topics. So either way, we'll discuss it, answer some questions. And yeah, I think it would be a fun little segment. Literally as we speak, I just got an email. Oh, and look, it's it's an audio. I literally just got an audio recording. Okay, so this is the first time I'm hearing it. I'm literally just playing this from my phone to the microphone. I hope you can hear it. But um, I, w I will play the Instagram one as well, but let let's just hear what this one is. Hey, Adam, my name is Kendra. I'm from the United States, and I was wondering what your favorite animal you've ever met was. Oh... Okay, that is a great question, and probably one of the hardest questions I ever get. Um, and th thank you so much for emailing to me, that's awesome, I really appreciate that. Um, my favourite animal that I've seen... Oh wow, it changes all the time as well. Like, I, I love primates, um, and some of my favourite primates are orangutans, Gorillas. Actually, I'm just going to list all the primates. <laughs> That's how hard this is. Um, in the wild, my favorite animals I've encountered have been the Bolivian river dolphins were up there. They, they were amazing. Um, Malayan tapir was really, really cool. I'd... I, I used to be obsessed with polar bears. I've never seen one in the wild, but I used to be obsessed with them. I used to think they were really cool. When I was younger, iguanas were my favorite animals of all time. Um, 
but now it's 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 leaning towards primates and some of the, like the weirder primates that most people haven't really heard of like drills like you get mandrills obviously Rafiki from uh, the Lion King was a mandrill but if you actually look up drills they're really really cool primates um, yeah that's like asking an alcoholic what his favourite drink is you know it's just whatever is good at the time <laughs> um, yeah but man you've stumped me you've stumped me you've actually left me speechless because although I get asked this question all the time it's always the same answer I, it's just r way too hard to answer for me and it changes all the time sometimes I'll be obsessed with uh, orangutans one week and then the next week it'll be um, you know it'll be bonobos so it's yeah it's so damn hard but thank you so much for the question I'm sorry I couldn't answer it better um that's so weird literally as I was going on about nobody emailed me a voice recording I got one um <laughs> all right so our next one is the Instagram one and this is from Jamie hi Adam my name is Jamie and I'm from England um yeah just a quick question so when I was growing up um I used to hear stories that in England, we call them the daddy long legs, but I don't know what they're called in other countries. But I used to hear stories that the daddy long legs had the most potent like venom of any insect. It just didn't have big enough teeth to like puncture human skin. So yeah, I was just wondering if there's any truth behind that. And yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Jamie. That is actually a really good question. Um, I get. I've been asked that quite a lot and I see all the time and I hear people all the time so you got to watch out for daddy long legs because uh, their venom can kill a person but their fangs might not be able to penetrate your skin so uh, you know you're lucky but actually looking back at it I'm not sure if daddy long legs I mean they're also called like harvester spiders and stuff but I'm not sure if they're actually true spiders they're in the class of arachnids so they are an arachnid with scorpions ticks and spiders but I don't know if the order they used to be in a different order I'm not sure if that's changed but I'm not really an invertebrate guy or anything like that but anyway they're venom now the myth comes from uh, lots of people have seen like venomous spiders that do have medically significant venom in the webs of these daddy long legs so people just naturally assumed that oh because it's killed a pretty venomous spider the daddy long legs must be more venomous than the spider right but in actual like studies and things things like that it doesn't show that their venom is really toxic to humans and they did studies on mice where they injected like a decent quantity of daddy long legs venom into mice or what they perceive as venom and also compared it to like lactrodectus venom which is the black widows and the redbacks and yeah the lactrodectus ve venom just reigned supreme in every single uh situation and um their fangs probably aren't uh 
big enough to penetrate human skin as well but also the ven- even if they could I don't think the venom is significant to human beings at all that's if it even is a a type of venom um, so yeah that is a myth and it did stem from the fact that whatever they are injecting out of that venom is probably significant to smaller invertebrates like redbacks and black widows but not to humans and if you wrap up a spider in a web it will probably die so even without venom being wrapped up in a web and left for a while the spider will probably die anyway so yes spiders that are venomous getting caught in a spider that isn't that venomous will die but it doesn't mean that spider is any more venomous than the one it just wrapped up so yep it is a myth daddy long legs are completely harmless to human beings but awesome question i hear it a lot and thank you for the submission let's let's keep them coming guys let's uh let's get some more in you can email me at adam at biothorn.com.au um, don't forget that .au because I did get messages from people saying they'd sent me emails and I just never got them. I think they're missing that .au. Or you can just like go on the website where this uh, podcast is hosted from and just send a submission through the admin page and I'll get it anyway. Or just send me it on Instagram as a voice message and I can just screen record it and get the audio like I did with uh, Jamie's question. Um, okay. Let's move on to the main topic of today's podcast, and that is gigantic apes. And I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about apes that existed between a million years ago to a few hundred thousand years ago. And the main one that everybody probably has heard of or knows about is Gigantopithecus. And if you watch the latest Jungle Book live-action movie, there is a Gigantopithecus in that movie, and it's voiced by Christopher Walken. And you know, to be honest, that was good casting. He plays a wicked Gigantopithecus. And the song's pretty damn cool as well. But it, you'll notice in that movie that he's bloody enormous, right? Now, although Gigantopithecus was huge, he wasn't that big. Uh, but we'll get into it because the size of the Gigantopithecus which literally means giant ape Gigantop- giant Pithecus means ape um, and Gigantopithecus was as far as hominid fossils go it <sighs> hominid fossils are pretty pretty rare right like it's not easy to find ape fossils especially fossils that date back to a million years but the way that the gigantopithecus was discovered and described is really kind of weird okay so in 1935 an anthropologist ralph von cohenswold and let me let me have a look i'm i'm butchering that name let me have a, let me have a gander Ralph von Koing, Koigswald. Let's just call him Ralph. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so he was in a drugstore in Hong Kong. And we all know in China and Hong Kong, they 
have pretty out there medicinal stuff okay they use you know parts of animals as medicine and in this drugstore there were bones and teeth that were labeled dragon's bones and being sold as medicine and this dude ralph being an anthropologist so he studies humans and the origin of humans and archaic humans uh, he recognized them as a little bit weird and they were molar teeth and he bought a few of them and identified them as an ape and these molars are huge okay so looking at these teeth he's like well this is an ape and it is a bloody big ape All right, that's that's paraphrasing there that's not a exact quote <laughs> um, so that's when it sort of light was first shed that there is or was potentially a huge hominid that existed uh, a long time ago okay and then in 1956 so nearly 20 years later a mandible was found. A mandible is the bottom jaw. So you got the maxilla, which is like the top jaw, and the mandible is the bottom. The uh, a mandible was found in a cave with a bunch of teeth, over a thousand teeth. This was in Luqing. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Luqing in China, and it was down a cave, and there were no other bones, just a piece of mandible. And some of oh, these dogs, I swear to God. I had a good run with this podcast about these dogs going bloody ape shit. Normally every episode they did. Let me just have a look at these what these dogs. Oh, it might be a package. Alright, I'm back. And they were barking at a dude across the street that looked like his hair was made of straw. Pretty weird. I swear he was wearing a wig for some reason. <laughs> okay, so back to Gigantopithecus. Um... Yeah, so this part of a mandible and a lot of teeth were found down this cave. Now, the scientists are wondering, like, why are we finding no bones? If we're finding parts of the jaw and teeth, why is there nothing else? Now, a theory is that porcupines carried the bones into this cave and ate them. Now, it sounds weird at first, but rodents often do that. They do it to keep their incisor teeth down and also to eat the calcium. So they will eat bones uh, to get the calcium out of it. Of course, if rodents don't chew, then they get what's called malclusion, where their teeth grow basically through their skull. Um, so that would account for the lack of bones that were eaten by porcupines. Now, teeth aren't made of bone they're made of um, enamel so they will leave the teeth and luckily they left a piece of jaw a bit of mandible as well um, so unfortunately still to this day there's no other bones of the Gigantopithecus found and they did carbon dating of these bones and found that they're some of them are 2 million years old and some of them are as early as uh 310,000 years um, so it, it it existed quite like the human homo sapiens species 
may have overlapped with Gigantopithecus. I mean, Homo erectus surely did, but maybe sort of early Homo sapiens did as well, which is a pretty cool uh, thought. Because imagine seeing this gigantic ape. Now, how gigantic was this ape, apparently? And estimates always vary. And do you know what annoys me? You get, like, some scientists doing estimates um, that are, like, really impressive. You're like, that is... That's enormous. Then there's always these scientists that ruin it and go, no, it wasn't that big. <laughs> it always pisses me off. I'm like, shut up. Don't take the glory away from this thing. And um, that's exactly what's happened with uh, Gigantopithecus. Now, the size estimates, looking at the teeth and the jaw, it depends what you use as a model. If you use, say, a gorilla, for example, then Gigantopithecus was probably about twice the size of a male gorilla, which is huge, like massive. And we're talking, you know, a, a large silverback male gorilla can weigh 180 kilograms, 220 kilograms, huge. So we're, we're talking, you know, 400 kilo ape here. And standing on two legs, 12 feet tall, 12 foot that's double the height of a above average man at six foot. Like that is the real Bigfoot. And I will get into a big, the Bigfoot thing later on because there is a theory of that's what Bigfoot is. Um, but then other scientists came along a bit later down the track and uh, sort of downsized that estimate. An American paleontologist, Peter Ettel, uh, estimated the height at about 2.7 metres tall, so that's 9 foot, only 9 foot, <laughs> still bloody huge, and uh, about 270 kilos, which is about 40% heavier than an average male gorilla. And then, of course, a bunch of other scientists come along and just keep on downsizing that estimate you know they estimated if they were to find a female it would probably be about 20 to 25 percent longer than a gorilla's uh, so that's bringing that size estimate down again then a chinese paleontologist comes along and um suggests that the the estimate of 200 to 300 kilos is even too much saying it's an overestimate like that so now now it's they've just underestimated it to the size of a, a pretty much a living gorilla today and you're like come on that can't that can't be right and and I'll, I'll tell you like I'll tell you like it's probably not right gorillas are folivores so they eat things like well they eat plants they eat things like uh the pits of plants and trees they eat like stems and, and leaves so they're constantly chewing okay and that would account for their sagittal crest which is like a big ridge of bone that runs um on top of their skull and that houses the uh temporalis muscle which it, it assists in chewing so they've got a big sagittal crest because they're constantly chewing now if you look at the gigantopithecus it had a similar diet to a gorilla and they know this by um, doing 
uh, isotopic analysis on the teeth, carbon-13 isotope analysis, which shows that they ate C3 plants, which is like leaves and fruits and things like that, similar to what a gorilla eats. So you would say the morphology of the Gigantopithecus skull would be similar to a gorilla because their diet is similar. So they wouldn't need stupidly oversized jaws to eat basically what a gorilla's eating. So it wouldn't make sense that it's the same size as a gorilla just with a bloody way bigger head. You know, so th this... Gigantopithecus was probably a lot bigger than a male gorilla. And when they say it stands 12 feet tall, 9 feet tall, that's assuming it's a bipedal ape. Gorillas standing bipedally stand about, on average, five foot ten to maybe six foot if they're lucky i think the tallest gorilla ever found was six foot five standing on its hind legs but we know gorillas are mostly quadrupedal they can stand on two legs they can walk short distances on two legs but the majority of the time they're walking quadrupedally on four legs and recent analysis and sort of theories say that um, Gigantopithecus was quadrupedal as well. And they put Gigantopithecus in the hominin subfamily or tribe, um, which is the human lineage. Uh, the human lineage... So you've, you've got African apes, bonobos, chimpanzees, and gorillas. And they're in the subfamily homininae. And... What makes an animal a hominin isn't that it's in the subfamily homininae, it's if it's in the tribe homininae. And that is the human lineage. Gorillas used to be in that tribe, um, but I think they were taken out. Some say they still are, some say they aren't. Um, chimpanzees are hominins, and of course humans, because that's the animals that are in the human lineage. And of course, chimpanzees split from uh, our closest ancestor to chimpanzees between 7 and 12 million years ago. So they grouped Gigantopithecus in the hominin lineage, in our lineage. But now it's been taken out. They say it's more a pongid, which is uh, the subfamily Pongonae, which is orangutans. And... If it was basically a gigantic orangutan, then, hey, it probably walked quadrupedally. And a good telltale sign that an ape walked bipedally on two legs is looking at the skull. And at the base of the skull is a hole. It's called the foramen magnum. So it's a hole in the bottom of the skull where the spine attaches to the skull. And if it's in the center of the skull, it suggests that the animal walked bipedally because the head is placed directly on top of the spine. If it's towards the back of the skull, then it's probably a quadruped because the vertebrae lines up sort of to the back of the skull and the skull hangs down facing forward. Now, we don't have a skull of Gigantopithecus. We only have a mandible and a lot of teeth. So... It 
we can't really tell if it was quadrupedal or bipedal but just because of the sheer bulk of this animal and what it eats it, it wouldn't really have any need to walk bipedally it's basically grazing on bamboo shoots and if you looked at the teeth of the Gigantopithecus they were thick in enamel suggesting that it eats more abrasive food or food that's close to the ground and gets covered in dirt it needs a lot of enamel on the teeth because that dirt rubbing on the teeth would wear it away pretty quick so it probably ate things like bamboo shoots as well for a lot of the times uh, similar to a giant panda in China um, so it's, it's, it's all very up for debate whether or not the Gigantopithecus walked upright and whether it didn't and that comes into play the whole Bigfoot thing uh, a lot of Bigfooters say that Gigantopithecus crossed from Asia across the land bridge um, into North America and then developed and evolved into into the Sasquatch we see today and you know I, I, it's a it's a big call and I think when Gigantopithecus was first discovered and I mean there's a couple of species of Gigantopithecus uh, Gigantopithecus black eyes the the biggest um, and they have found teeth and stuff in Thailand and Java which may be Gigantopithecus but um, hasn't quite been labeled Gigantopithecus yet but when Gigantopithecus sort of first come about, Bigfooters got very excited because now they know there's a giant ape that did exist. Bigfoot existed. Whether or not it exists now, we don't know. But if Gigantopithecus was quadrupedal, which it probably was, then why did it become bipedal when it crossed that land bridge? And you know... A million years, 300,000 years isn't a, a really enough time for an animal like a large hominid to evolve completely different hip structure, foot structure, everything. If you look at an ape, an extant ape today's foot, it looks like a hand. It has that divergent big toe that comes out the side. It look, It's grasping toe. And... Animals, uh, apes that walk bi uh, quad uh, fuck, bipedally, their divergent big toe slowly develops into a toe that looks reminiscent of what our toes look like now. And that takes a long time, eh? Evolution takes a long time. There are animals and like things like bacteria and stuff that evolve into new species and speciate very quickly, but things like apes. Uh, moving to North America and becoming isolated there, which allowed them to speciate into a different species. It takes longer than a few hundred thousand years, I'm afraid. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's a cool theory, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Gigantopithecus wasn't the only gigantic ape that existed. There was an ape that is even more controversial than the Gigantopithecus on where to place it on taxonomy, what it actually is, and how much information we actually have on this thing. That was called Meganthropus. 
Meganthropus, Meganthropus paleojavanicus. That's a tongue twister. Meganthropus paleojavanicus. Now, this was this is a weird one, okay? Uh, because again, they found not a lot of uh, fossilized remains of this uh, hominid, and it was pretty much what they thought it was was basically a hominin, so human lineage, but huge. We're talking nine foot tall. Now, being in the hominin lineage, uh, and, you know, not that far back in time, it probably walked bipedally. They thought that it might be a type of Homo erectus. Homo erectus... You know, the earliest Homo erectus were found about 4 million years ago. And Homo erectus lived for a long time. It, uh, Homo erectus went extinct sort of, what, 400,000 years ago? Not that long ago. So if this was a Homo erectus, it's a insanely tall human. Because humans are anything that's in the genus Homo. Uh, obviously, we're Homo sapiens, and we're the last species of our genus that exists today. But there were a lot of Homos out there. A lot. Dozens. Homo heidelbergensis. Uh, Homo neanderthal. You know, Homo floresiensis. Homo um, agasta. There was heaps of them. Okay, Homo erectus was another one. So if this was a type of homo, homo in general, then it is the biggest one that has ever existed. But there's a lot of conjecture about that as well, because there are relic hominids, like, um, for example, per, uh, Paranthropus. It had a huge skull on it, a skull that was way too big for its body, and it is placed under, it's called uh, robust australopithecines. So australopithecines are basically like bipedal bonobos that are in the human lineage way, 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 way back. And they just had massive skulls for their body size. So it could be, a, a, you know, that sort of thing where it isn't overly tall. It just has a bloody gigantic mug on it. And then they did further analysis on their teeth and found that it's not in the hominin lineage it's not in the homo lineage it's a hominid so it's it's a it's an ape so it's not a human now it's not a homo erectus again the fossil record for hominids is just so muddy because where hominids relic hominids were found the fossilization wasn't great you know there are, there's jungle that has would have had fossils that would have answered probably a lot of questions but nothing fossilizes in jungles it just turns to mush or it might not have been a it might have been a jungle it isn't now but anything that lived in that jungle at the time is now you would just never see it again so the the story of human evolution and human lineage is far from complete and they're changing stuff all the time and they're finding new stuff all the time you know they found the denisovans they found like a bone of a pinky finger Denisovan has um, very close to Neanderthal but um, just a different different region uh, so yeah 
I'm sure that there were plenty more giant apes out there, but none more awesome than the Gigantopithecus. I mean, it's even got a sick name, Gigantopithecus. This is a real-life King Kong. It is just wicked. Like, I love dinosaurs, right? I love dinosaurs, but extinct megafauna for me is more interesting for some reason because it's closer to home. Okay, it's but they're basically the animals we have now, but just look a, a little different and are just massive. <laughs> and I'm being, you know, a primate guy. What is more cool than a giant primate, a living King Kong? Like, it's just sick. Um, but yeah, like, what do you reckon? Would you like to see Gigantopithecus in this day and age? I mean, you. I'm sure there's not going to be a lot of people that would say no. I mean, gorillas are dope enough. Like, seeing a something that's maybe twice the size. Now, that's damn cool. And I love orangutans as well. And, you know, Gigantopithecus being a pongid is basically a big-ass bloody orangutan. How cool is that? All right. I hope you learned something today. And please send in more questions send in topics send in anything animal related cryptozoology uh jungle anything anything you want me to talk about any topic uh question now these questions you know keep them keep them relevant to animals i don't want to i get asked a few questions from people on instagram that are a little personal (laughs) um but yeah, you can send me a voice message on Instagram or email me a voice message at adam at biothorn.com.au and don't forget that .au. Okay. Man, I love talking about apes. <laughs> Have a good rest of your week, everyone, and I'll see you next time on Thorn's Jungle. <laughs>